Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. It's about that time for LSU spring game, which means another round of recruits are set to hit Baton Rouge for the weekend. And Shay, we're going to lead off with a big name who has set a commitment date, four-star Denim Springs safety, Deshaun McBride. We've talked a ton about him. He was a big riser in the On 300, which was updated this week. Now he's set to make his decision on Saturday. And oh, by the way, He'll be on LSU's campus. This one seems to be boating extremely well for the Tigers. Not often do you make a visit somewhere and then announce a commitment somewhere else on that same day. Doesn't happen a lot in recruiting. Recruiting is crazy, but that doesn't happen. So our picks have been in on Deshaun McBride. This was a guy that this is how you want to see Louisiana play out. They offered him. He immediately came to campus a couple times and he's ready to commit. That's about as seamless as it can go. I almost felt good enough to put in a pick for him to LSU before he even got his offer. I think that's what I did on Joel Rogers. It's For me, if you're a Denim Springs kid, you're talented enough to play here, and they're going to offer you, I find it very tough to believe that even a school like Alabama is prying you away. So everything pointing in that direction. Billy, we've seen him in person. You've seen him more recently, 6'3", a legit 6'3", 200. He's a big safety. I know there's talk of maybe one day he could be a linebacker. He's only 17 years old right now, but they like him at safety, and I think he's going to be the second piece, including including Maurice Williams coming out of Texas, but the second piece to what should be, as we said earlier on the other podcast this week, probably a four-man safety class. Yeah, I I saw him uh, at seven-on-seven early in the spring and uh, wrote a story about him, about how he wanted an LSU offer, wrote a Right off, right off the bat, uh, when that camp uh, ended, posted him on the board and said, this is a guy that LSU should move on. And I'm with you. Probably should have put in a pick kind of right then and there. But you never know sometimes how offers or evaluations are going to play out completely. But this is one that they nailed in the way that they should play it. Uh, they offered him, like you said, pretty soon and, and pretty recently in the same way. Um, and he jumped all over it, it appears. You know, this is going to be, I think, for LSU, a really nice in-state piece. I think he's got a chance to continue to rise up the ranks uh, because he's got the production. He's got an encouraging track time. He's got all the things you really want when you look at prospects long-term. He's got projectability, could play that linebacker position, kind of a in-the-box safety as well. Uh, he brings a lot of versatility to LSU at the safety room, and I would say that, he brings something that maybe LSU doesn't have in that safety room if they do, in fact, get him on board, which we think that he will obviously jump on board this weekend. This is a really nice addition for LSU. And I think he's somebody that, you know, like I said, is going to rise up the ranks because of all of those things. And, you know, you see him in person and he is, you know, plenty of size on the back end. And 
Uh, I think this is going to be one of those underrated pickups for LSU and a, and a guy that, you know, they played really well as far as his recruitment goes. Were you around for the last Denim Springs football signing at LSU? Would you know who that is? Little trivia. Go for it, Shay. Um, it. It, you got a guess? It, it was 2016, so I don't know if you were here yet. It was just before. Would it have been a, a lineman? He's a D lineman. I'm not sure where he ended up uh, finishing his college career at. Was he a tight end as well? He did also play tight end, yes. Uh, Caleb. Yep, Caleb Roddy. Caleb Roddy. Well, for that, uh, I think he played a year, and then I don't know what happened from there. Yeah. For, yeah. Baseball-wise, they've got Kay Doty. So there's some Denim Springs guys in the mix now. Shout out to Denim. Yeah. Denim Springs, a, a good uh, good area to LSU when they can get a guy out of there. And Deshaun McBride looks like he's going to be the next one up. Obviously, for LSU fans, they hope he does a little bit better than Caleb Roddy did in his LSU career. But uh, he's not the only big name that is hitting campus this weekend, Shay. I want to highlight the cornerbacks that LSU is bringing in this weekend. A trio of four-star prospects, um, or one is a three-star on the edge of being a four-star, but uh, from really all over uh, Texas to Mississippi to Florida, um, they're bringing in Selman Bridges, a new offer, relatively recent offer for LSU, who um, you know has really risen up the ranks as a top 100 prospect on on three, top 50 prospect on the on three industry ranking. LSU just entered the mix here, and now they're getting him on campus right away. LSU's been recruiting Texas heavily. They just had Kobe Black on campus, a five-star corner. Now they're bringing in Selman Bridges. Uh, Robert Steeples has really kind of honed in on a, a particular group at his cornerback position, and I like the way he's recruiting it. Selman Bridges is a big visitor this weekend. You look at his on three uh, RPM, it's all on Texas right now. Is a kid from Lake Belton. Is Temple usually UT area? What is, what's the breakdown there? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Micah Hudson uh, is his teammate as well, the five-star wide receiver. Um, so there's some talent coming out of there for sure uh, in that area. And uh, I, I would say it is generally a, a tough place to pull guys from, but um, I do know that LSU offer made made an impact on him and he's visiting right away. No, it's big to get him in. I look at when I'm looking at corners too, uh, or just DBs in general, uh, Billy, I continue i look just on your visitor list you put up which had more than 25 names on it the guy you listed right after deshaun mcbride wardell mack and do i think he's like popping and committing anywhere this weekend no but when i look at their options at corner and he's ranked by on three as the number four corner in the country so technically this could be the top guy on your board for me this would be the biggest name on the wish list and i continue to feel good about lsu's chances I just wonder how many more of these visits is it going to take for him to say, okay, I'm ready to shut things down. And my guess would be like most kids in Louisiana, typically they do it right before their senior year. I am with you. And I think Wardell Mack is a guy that, you know, one, we're really high on it on three. And he's one of those guys that you turn on the tape and you just can't ignore what he did on both sides of the ball. He was dominant in the secondary. He was dominant as a receiver as well for John Arid. And uh, that's that's a really good indicator when it comes to defensive backs. If they can do it both both ways at a high level, that's one of those pieces to the evaluation puzzle that we look at and say, we like that about them. It, 
and I think if you go back to the NFL draft, I think all of the first round corners or a lot of them, probably 90% of them played both ways in high school and did it at a very high level. So um, Wardell Max, one of those guys that I don't think he has a uh, track time on tape uh, to my knowledge. I could be completely off on that, but just so good under the lights on Friday night. And, and that's why we have them as high as we do. Yeah, well, and look, John Eretz always turning out kids and they've got good relationships there with what Frank Wilson's done and, you know, being back on staff and has done over his career in New Orleans. I feel good about that one. I'll feel, be very surprised if Wardell Mack doesn't end up at LSU. Um, I know we're trying to kind of scroll through this visitor list, Billy. I'm curious, too. They're getting a kid named Kai Bates in who, when you bring up his on three profile and you kind of just glance at it, you're like, OK, he's. Out of Florida, Kentucky holds the on three RPM lead. This is a guy who's probably not had, you know, a ton of offers come in. That's not the case. He's recently blown up and beyond LSU, he's got Bama, he's got Ohio State, he's got all the schools in Florida. So I don't know how realistic he would be, but he's a guy we haven't talked about before on the podcast. Yeah, kind of a guy that uh, kind of flew under the radar as far as his true LSU interest. But coming for the spring game is a really, really nice start for LSU in terms of, you know, trying to to make some headway in this recruitment. And I think it's important that they get him on campus because if you have a great time, you get around Robert Steeples, you see him coach, you see the guys that they're developing. You also see, you know, a path to playing time at some point in the future that could bode well for them securing an official visit. So he seems like a guy that's relatively wide open in his recruitment. And I think that's a good thing for LSU. You know, they're, they have Wallace Foster committed. They have Zion Ferguson committed. We've talked about both Wallace Foster's in a really good spot to obviously stick with LSU. He's been a big ambassador. He'll be back on campus as well. Zion Ferguson is a guy who told me he's probably not coming back to LSU until his official um, and is somebody they're going to have to battle to hang on to. So Robert Steeples is just buckled in and kept recruiting corners, kept recruiting guys to, to bring in and come for visits. He's done that really well this spring. And Kai Bates is a guy that probably could continue to rise up the recruiting ranks as well. He's got that size you look for in a corner. So I'm intrigued to see what the reaction is from Kai once he's done with his LSU visit and if it leads to an official visit. That's the big thing right now. So kids are taking unofficial visits and – after the spring wraps up, as we get closer to May, June, um, really June is when kids will start stacking up official visits. So right now you're trying to secure those. I do want to note Kai Bates is a kid being recruited by Bama pretty heavily. Uh, George, as I said, is in the mix. Um, we talked about Wardell Mack. Bama's all over him coming out of Louisiana. And I just glance at other names on the list. Caleb Odom is one of the Nation's best tight ends on three as I'm ranked as the number three tight end in the country. He's got Bama uh, all over him as well. Uh, in fact, the most recent update on his on three profile uh, was Joseph Hastings over at the Bama site, catching up with him about Bama's interest. All of these guys have offers from Bama are being recruited by Bama and a number of others on the visitor list. I should note Bama's a day is this weekend. So LSU getting these kids to campus is big because they were invited to go to Alabama this weekend. And that would be, big for them to get onto Alabama's campus for the tide. So as you know, visiting for a spring game is key. It's even more key when they pick your spring game and not another one, right? When both schools are recruiting them heavily. Yeah, I completely agree. And Caleb Odom is a guy that has kind of gone more on the quieter route at times in his recruitment um, and is a really intriguing prospect at tight end. I think 
kind of a comp for him would be like a Camorian Pimpton. And he plays in that offense with Juju Lewis, the, the 2026 elite quarterback who will also be at LSU this weekend. Those are two teammates, obviously a couple years apart in recruiting. But if LSU can make some headway here, Ole Miss leads the RPM. But it seems like he's going to go somewhere probably, and this is going to sound bad, and you know, some Ole Miss fan, if he he or she you know turns this on, is going to go nuts. But somewhere a little bit bigger than Ole Miss, you know, an Alabama, a Georgia, um, obviously Tennessee's coming off a really good year, and they're second in the RPM right now. But he's kind of quietly gone about his recruitment and visits as of late. I think this is a guy that Mike Denbrock loves. And you can kind of comp him to Camorian Pimpton in a sense. And uh, obviously on three has him as a top 40 overall prospect or the highest on him on the on three industry comparison. If you can make some headway with Caleb Odom, um, you have Tavion Galloway committed. You feel like you're in a great spot for Tradez Green, who's you know, one of the top tight ends in the country and right in your backyard. But Caleb Odom would be the big prize at tight end this cycle for LSU. I don't know. I'm high on trade as green too, though. I'll take a local kid. Yeah. And you're just getting hopes up here, Billy. This is the type of kid that I doubt uh, LSU ultimately reels in. I don't know. Shay, you brought him up. You brought him well, up. That's because he's like the highest ranked kid that's visiting this weekend, probably. Him and Warrior mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah. Well, let's make you feel a little bit more at home. Shay. I don't know. Watch. Now he's going to end up at LSU. See, I'm just there's a reverse jinx for the fans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The LSU bump uh, already on Caleb Odom there, uh, top 40 prospect. Shay, we're going to make you feel a little bit more at home. Uh, and Bur- A guy who uh, sits there on on three's industry ranking as a three-star prospect, but he's picked up some big offers. Uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are, of course, all over him. Texas is heavily involved there as well. Um, And I think he's somebody that Robert Steeples is also really high on. He's kind of uh, quiet in a sense on social media. I don't think all of his offers are reported. I'm going to try to catch up with him and uh, see what – uh, offers he really has. I think LSU is a school that isn't listed there on his offer sheet. But from talking with a couple of sources, it feels like LSU is about to make a big push here, um, as they are with four-star defensive lineman um, Caleb Moore, who's going to be back on campus. He's teammates with PJ Woodland over there at Oak Grove in Hattiesburg. And uh, Shay, these are two guys that are probably going to be tough to pull out of Mississippi, but both are coming back. Um, and, and in Caleb Moore's case, his second visit in just, uh, two months. Yes. Uh, we lean on you for, uh, the Texas scoop of these kids. At least, uh, I can offer my South Mississippi scoop as a Hattiesburg, at least, uh, through high school native. Um, but I went to Hattiesburg high. These kids are out at Oak Grove now. That's not, uh, not my cup of tea. I'm more of a in the city guy. These kids are out in the burbs, but, uh, I will note at least that, Hattiesburg is a big LSU town. Well, it's a Southern Miss town, but it's got a bunch of LSU alumni and fans because Baton Rouge is closer than Oxford and Starkville are. So, or at least just about the same, a little over two hours from uh, Hattiesburg down to Baton Rouge. So proximity wise, no, it's not in-state and it is very tough to get kids out of Mississippi, but I think it's a little bit, you've got a better shot at kids who are from South Mississippi, whether it's Gulf Coast or Hattiesburg. So Caleb Moore, this isn't the first time he's popped onto campus. Like you said, now he's bringing a teammate. 
Um, I'd be intrigued at this one even more. So we'll talk about it after uh, towards the end of the podcast, a new D line offers going out. They don't have a D line coach yet, which I'm beginning to wonder, is that an issue or not an issue? I said on the podcast earlier this week, I don't think it's a big issue, but that means everybody else has to do a lot of heavy lifting when guys like Caleb Moore, one of the best D linemen in the Southeast get onto campus and you're trying to pitch the program to him and his the fit and everything like that without having the luxury of saying, Hey, this is your full-time D line coach. Yeah. And uh, as you see there on his profile, Jamar Kane will eventually be swapped out for somebody, uh, whoever LSU hires. And uh, we did drop some tidbits uh, this Friday morning, as you're listening to this uh, on the board about the LSU defensive line coach hire. So be sure to take advantage of our $10 for four months deal that runs through, uh, I think, the end of the weekend. Uh, so in honor of the spring game, giving you guys a chance to jump on the Bengal Tiger through the end of the summer, you can also get your free Founders Club hat as well. People love those. But, Shay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I think it's a it's an encouraging sign that he is coming back, getting to LSU's spring game when there isn't a defensive line coach. I feel like he could have maybe pocketed a return trip and, and not necessarily done it until they had their defensive line coach in Baton Rouge. Wouldn't shock me if LSU gets an official visit from Caleb Moore at all at this stage. Mississippi State's been on him. They hosted him uh, recently as well, and I think a couple times this spring. Ole Miss is in there, um, but I, I, I completely agree. Uh, th this is a guy that you, you need to watch and, and you, you have intrigue with uh, as far as LSU's chances. And Hattiesburg, I will say, first time I ever had Canes was uh, off that uh, I uh, – There you I, go. I-10, I-12, whichever one uh, exit there in Hattiesburg uh, and enjoyed Canes for the first time. So Hattiesburg's always been good to me. I know it was uh, to you as well. We'll end uh, with uh, a big time, uh, two big time 2025 prospects that are making their way to campus. One, right down the road, U-high athlete, four-star Keelan Moses will be back yet again for a visit to LSU. He'll get a chance to see the spring game. He's a guy that um, LSU sits very well with as far as the on three RPM goes. He's somebody that I could see maybe making even an early commitment, not necessarily soon, but the way he's been as far as his recruitment goes, things are looking up for LSU in this one. Uh, the brother of Dylan Moses. Um Everyone will remember Dylan coming through as a five-star linebacker. Now, Keelan's coming through. They've got another brother who's like in middle school right now, I think. So they've spaced them out. Uh, we've got a lot of Moseses over time. I feel very good about LSU's chances here. He's a great kid, too. Like, probably one of my favorite when you talk to him and get to see kids out there. Um, someone who I think would really fit the Brian Kelly program. Like, I bet Kelly is obsessed with Keelan Moses. So, I like where LSU sits there. I don't think he's going to go out of state. When I look, Billy, there's actually a couple of kids, like people up in North Louisiana, like the Carmara, Carmara Mayo kid. Sorry if I mispronounced his name. Uh, Landon Hammond over at Opelousas is another good DB. Deshaun Ford at Opelousas, a really good running back. Uh, so up at Neville, uh, Bernie Waitley's coming in uh, as an edge. So they've got some 25s for next year. I will say in 2024, before we move on, I'm curious if they're not kicking the tires here with John Curtis as Michael Turner at receiver because he does have some solid track stuff, a bunch of sub-11 second 100-meter times. I know playing receiver at John Curtis kind of puts you in um, a bit of a pinch almost if they're just running veer all day. I mean, Malachi Dupre came out of that offense a number of years back. But 
I just refuse to believe that Kobe Young is the only receiver offer they make in Louisiana. It's just too deep for that every year. Someone's going to emerge. And now we've seen that they're bringing in Michael Turner out of Curtis on the visitor list. Just thought I'd mention it because I don't know where that goes. He might be a camp guy for him, but look, he's got Florida, Ole Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech, who I think is as good as anyone at evaling uh, the Southeast and the state of Louisiana has got an offer in. He's one with, Really, I've never I counted them all. He's probably up to almost 20 offers. Just hasn't really broken through that power five glass ceiling yet. I won't be surprised if he eventually does. We haven't talked about it maybe ever on the podcast, but it just goes to show you how deep Louisiana is in every class. And again, this is a kid, as you see, that's not what he looks like. But uh, if you're watching online, he's, it looks different than that. But um, every class, Louisiana can bring you this. We didn't even know about Dylan Carpenter until midway through his senior season. So there will be guys that pop up. I'm watching Michael Turner as one of them. Yeah, and on three, already high on him, a high three-star grade there uh, from the rankings team as well. So, yeah, I'm intrigued with him. And uh, not to go off base, but K.J. Daniels out of Franklinton, Louisiana, is a speedy uh, slot option for LSU if they want to go that route. He just committed to Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners with an early offer and take there uh, for the Franklinton, uh, Louisiana prospect. Uh, Ja'Cory Watson, we'll, we'll end on him. Uh, he is a top 100 prospect in the on three industry ranking uh, on three, even higher on him, uh, have him uh, in the top 75 overall prospects. He's making yet another visit to LSU this weekend. He's been on campus multiple times this spring alone. He took in a couple games last year. Seems like LSU is doing a really nice job with the Shadow Creek standout who's teammates with Maurice Williams. And that makes two prospects with ties to key 2024 uh, commits and soon to be commits, we think. Uh, Corey Watson, teammate with uh, Maurice Williams, and then Keelan Moses is seven on seven teammates with uh, Maurice uh, or uh, with Deshaun McBride as well. So, uh, some ties LSU's playing up here, uh, at certain uh, with certain prospects. Uh, yeah, and who is uh, Colin Simmons' seven on seven teammate, the receiver? Um, to Corey and Moore, he's uh, their high school teammates. No, 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 no. Uh, not Colin Simmons. Uh, Colin Hurley, LSU's quarterback commit. Sorry. Oh yes, uh, it is. Um, uh, Kobe Howard, uh, the four. No, that's not it, is it? Rodell Richardson is also his uh, seven on seven teammate. Isaiah I thought it was Williams. the Alabama kid, the, the receiver out of Alabama. Oh, Cam Coleman. Cam Coleman. Cam Coleman. That was... kid's been blowing up big time. Yes, highly, highly touted prospect. I think. We just he moved, moved up to number two receiver on on three. He, I, I saw him at Under Armour Atlanta. I think he won the MVP at that camp. He was awesome. Uh, and just a guy that really jumps off the page at you and in, in every every facet. I, I mean, he kind of gives like Terrace Marshall, Justin Jefferson vibes. If, if we're trying to make an LSU type comp, I'm not sure what uh, we have him comp to, but uh, just an elite, elite prospect. So LSU is going to have to make some headway there. But yes, they are. They're playing up some ties pretty well um, as far as getting guys to campus and, and giving them shots to uh, land them. Yeah, it took us in a different direction there. But I'm with you on Maurice Williams. That's kind of what helps, right? Like if Maurice Williams is coming in this, this weekend, if he's got a teammate a year younger that can come in with him all the time, more power to him. You know, that's perfect for LSU. So uh, I do like Ja'Cory Watson as a guy to continue to keep an eye on. I just don't know, uh, ultimately, if he's really leaning towards leaving the state or if he's a guy that, you know, looks at Texas or A&M and, and kind of stays put. Long way to go, though. Yes, we will We will have to uh, monitor him. And, and also, 
Shay, people are monitoring rogueshop.com. They are bringing it for Bengal Tiger subscribers. And uh, look, uh, if, you're, if you're watching this on Friday, take advantage of the deal that is going on uh, with 420. Promo code LSU420 gets you 30% off your order at the bank at uh, rogueshop.com. Uh, Richard and Char, again, husband and wife outfit, veteran owned business, uh, small craft cannabis shop. They've been giving the goods uh, to uh, LSU subscribers on the bengaltiger.com and continue to be good friends of ours, Shay. This is a, a must jump on deal for people right now, a special on the rogue shop. Uh, you know, whole uh, inventory that you can pick from on that site. Yeah, I love that MSP from the site. Uh, the deal dropped. Um, Mr. Rogue came on and dropped the deal and MSP came on and said, I literally just ordered two hours ago and didn't use this uh, promo code because I didn't know it was there. Don't be like MSP. Know that the promo code's there. LSU 420. And it lasts through Friday. So, you know, all the way up until Friday evening, you can jump on that. Um, already a number of people on the board have jumped in there and said they placed their orders. So, uh, yeah, we're, we continue to rock with Rogue Shop, our first sponsor of, uh, any of our podcasts. Yeah. A, a perfect time to uh, get some springs winding down. You can wind down too with rogueshop.com. So be sure to jump on that again, promo code, the special code LSU 420 gets you 30% off your order at rogueshop.com. Shay, we talked about it a little bit. LSU's lack of a defensive line coach right now. What does that mean for LSU recruiting? Well, they dished out a trio of defensive line offers to kick off um, really the weekend. Uh, all of them going out Wednesday into today as well. And to, to guys that are really highly touted in the Southeast. And I want to lead off with a guy that I saw at Under Armour Orlando and is a true nose tackle. Uh, he's a big, big body, uh, probably over 300 pounds. Uh, and that is Deontay uh, Robinson out of Orlando Jones, which is one of the top talent producing you know, programs in the state of Florida. LSU dished out an offer to him. This is one that I think with him, he's a little wide open, uh, a guy that sits there um, right inside four-star range, uh, big, big, big body. And when LSU fans are clamoring for that true nose tackle, this is a smart offer and, and one that they can now kind of start recruiting until they get a defensive line coach. Yeah, you know, one thing, and look, there's a number of kids they've offered. If you want to run through them all, I don't know. But I will say it's not out of the ordinary that they're offering new guys without a full-time position coach because you can't just sit there and do nothing. So Gerald Chapman, who's been the D-line coach under the assistant, under uh, Jamar Kane from before when Jamar left has taken over both the team and recruiting. And then we've seen personnel offering guys, which obviously comes from the head coach down and those guys extend the offer. Or, um, not surprising. Again, I don't think I'm looking, you should look into it at all of, Hey, how are they offering all these D linemen without a coach? You've got to just uh, eval them and move on. I want to also point out they have, if we're just looking at the ranking style, right? Okay. So edge rushers they've offered 11 of them only two of them are committed one of them is committed to lsu and ahmad bro really i don't know where you you'd say he's a d lineman edge i'm not sure uh but defensive line wise they've offered more than 30 guys so these would be dns or d tackles they have offered more than 30 guys i think three four five 
six, seven, eight knot. And, and yeah, now I'm getting into linebacker. So it was less than that. Around five, maybe there are, are committed somewhere. There are a lot of uncommitted D linemen out there. I thought that I was going to make the point that a lot of these offers were going out because guys were starting to pop. And before the podcast, I went and looked it up. I was like, well, that's not the case. I mean, I'm looking up and down the list of guys and many of which they've gotten on campus already this off season and none of them are committed anywhere. So the D line is intriguing to me. Like Dalen Evans is committed to AM. Omar white committed to Colorado. We really haven't talked about either of them that much. Tion gray to Oregon, never really talked about him outside of that. Every kid that they've offered remains uncommitted on the D line. That doesn't happen very often. So no, they don't have a D line coach, but, they happen to be in one of the rare spring runs where like all these D linemen are not committed anywhere yet. And, and I was talking with the source. And again, this kind of ties back into the tidbits. I'm not giving away anything really, truly special here, but on, on this point that the source made is that when you're at LSU, the guys you can usually bring in on the defensive line are just different. And I think that's important to note as Brian Kelly dives into you know, the process once spring ends of trying to finalize a defensive line coach hire is that you're a school that can generally get guys to visit and set yourself up to bring in some of these highly touted, you know, prospects and players. So I think that's important when, when kind of coaches will evaluate this job and the opportunity that Brian Kelly might extend to a couple of the guys, and maybe it leads to a big move in, in the college football world. These offers that LSU has out there, for the most part, nothing to scoff at as far as who they're going after, who they've hosted. Um, you know, you mentioned Dalen Evans. He came through for a visit when LSU didn't have a defensive line coach. So uh, he's somebody that wants to get back once they do have a defensive line coach. But I think DeAndre Robinson is one that's going to evaluate a visit. And another one that is, is uh, Artavius Jones uh, out of Blountstown, Florida, uh, right off the uh, I-10 corridor there in the panhandle. Uh, just before Tallahassee, if you're coming from Baton Rouge, he's a guy that sits well inside the on 300, uh, has some size, 6'4", 285. He's to his on three RPM, um, but also Georgia lurking for him as well. He's one of the new offers, um, and I feel like he's somebody that, who knows, could set up a visit, and and then LSU can start jumping in there as well. They offered a kid from Bluntstown, close to 420, Billy. I'm not sure what their plan there was. It's just coincidence, maybe. Probably firing I, uh, up a road shop NIL deal. Who knows? That's right. Yeah, get in. Rock your hometown there. I also love, if you're watching on uh, online or on YouTube, uh, that his profile pick is him on an official visit to UCF. So it actually just looks like he's a UCF player. <laughs> like, if you were to just go to his profile, it looks like he's a transfer that's looking around for the, doesn't. He also doesn't look like he's 17 at 6'4", 285, so. No, not at all. A big, big dude along the defensive line that LSU entered the mix for. And, and one more dude uh, that LSU entered the mix for. And a guy that, you know, just off the cuff on the offer, you got to you know, be just a little bit skeptical. But he is worth mentioning uh, because he did add an offer. And that's Birmingham, Alabama, Parker defensive lineman. Jeremiah Beeman, a top 100 prospect on on three. Another guy I saw at uh, Under Armour Atlanta who was just awesome. I felt like LSU should have dished out an offer right away like they did with Jordan Ross after that camp. Um, but now LSU's in the mix. Uh, he's going to be a tough pull out of Alabama, but that was the third offer that LSU extended um, when it comes to defensive linemen. Shay, I will say we're gearing up for a Friday announcement for a big target. Charleston Collins, 
well, he's trying to add a little in- intrigue. Uh, do you see LSU being able to make that last second move? He popped up to pop down to campus uh, with Courtney Crutchfield uh, for a last second visit, or is it too little too late at this point? You know, we're so far from signing day and without a D-line coach, I can't rule them out. Um, kudos to LSU for getting those guys down here on Thursday. So the backstory here, these two, we talked about them on the podcast earlier this week. Um, teammates, right, in Arkansas, uh, both over, or I know they're both Pine Bluff kids. I think they're teammates. Um, but Charleston Collins is a D-lineman they've been on forever, it seems like. And everyone felt like LSU had a real good shot. And then both of them were at Arkansas's campus, on Arkansas's campus last weekend. Then both of them announced that they are going to commit on Friday, a week later. And everyone we spoke to, whether it was outside of LSU, LSU sources, everyone said, yeah, this one's pointing towards Arkansas. Well, lo and behold, LSU convinces both guys to get down on Thursday for a visit. So well done by the staff to say, hey, come down and check things out one more time. Like if I'm putting things together in my head, I posted this on the board, like earlier this week, even LSU expected it to be Arkansas. If it were going to be LSU even earlier in the week, have them down on Friday then, like the day they're announcing, like have them announce on campus. So this certainly seems like that, hey, let's take one more big swing at you guys before y'all make that announcement or to potentially get them to hold off. I don't know if they're going to hold off. So it could be some great unexpected news, but going into Thursday, even them coming to campus, even LSU sources felt like, hey, this is going to be Arkansas. Yep, I feel the same. Uh, it, it's a, he's a guy that LSU's recruited a long time, and and who knows who the defensive line coach hire is going to be, and maybe this is a guy that he'll have a relationship relationship with, and he can you know turn it back towards LSU because they were perceived to be one of the top one two schools in that recruitment for a long time, and uh, so we'll see kind of how it pans out with Charleston Collins, but uh, I would say right now as of this recording, probably expecting Arkansas here, so. We'll continue to monitor Charleston Collins. We'll continue to monitor LSU's massive recruiting weekend uh, for the spring game. A lot of key targets coming to campus. The list on the Bengal Tiger continues to grow, so check it out. $10 for four months gets you access to that and gets you covered through the summer. So official visits, that commitment flurry that we'll expect in July to once again happen. So a great time to join and uh, do so before the spring game. We'll have reactions from all the visitors. We're locked in, Billy. Let's locked rock in it. for the spring game. You guys are all well, set. Shay and Maddie. Know, uh, well, I'll say this too. We do know one commitment we expect to Sean McBride. Are we setting any over-under here? If if the over-under is set at one and a half, are you taking over or under? Are you expecting it just to be Deshaun McBride, or could they get something else going? I would say the only other one, and, and I guess we should have talked about him. The only other one I could see is Peach State offensive lineman Marcus Maskell, who's coming back to campus. Now, I think he wants to take official visits, but he's coming back, I think, for the third time, maybe the second. Um, but he's going to be on campus for the spring game, a guy that LSU's pretty high on. And uh, I think if he wanted to jump on board, I think they'd take his commitment right now and really solidify that interior offensive line class. Yeah, for me, I think if it's um, – I like Maskell's a pick. If it's – if they do get another commit, I would think it'd probably be like a 2025 guy, like someone that they're on early and offer and maybe pops. But I don't have a name for you. We'll watch. One, one more wild card for you, Trey Des Green. He's been to okay. campus. He, he's been all 
uh, he's been in, in Baton Rouge on campus pretty much all spring. He's taken a couple other visits, I, I think, but that's one that I, I feel pretty good about my on three RPM pick. And wouldn't shock me if he was uh, the pick. I, I think there are some ties there between seven on seven with him and Deshaun McBride as well. So um, could be wrong on that. So apologies to the seven on seven fan if I am, but uh, that would be another pick to watch because he's going to be back on campus as well. Yeah, and a lot of former uh, LSU players. Brian Kelly said even Joey B, Joe Burrow might be back in town. But I know a lot of former players are expected back in this weekend. And when we talked to Kelly after practice on Thursday, it was, yeah. Um, he said that former players have been really helping them um, recruit guys and spend time around people's families whenever they get kids on campus at the same time. So um, that's often what a spring game can do for you. So that'll be a storyline to watch. We'll, we'll recap all of this after the spring game ends on the uh, the recruiting pod next week. Joe Burrow, bring in Julian Lewis. Get him done, Joey B. That would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, well, it's been fun on this edition of the Recruiting Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys watching and listening wherever you do. For Shea Dixon, I'm Billy Ambody. Enjoy the spring game this weekend, some LSU baseball. We will catch you guys next time on another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.